Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast, where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA Christian family heal their church trauma, and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. I'm proud of all those things. But can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. This is a Table Talks episode. And before we get there, I just want to encourage you, have you subscribed to the program? I know I probably ask you that every single week, but I know some of you are listening and you haven't yet hit that subscribe button. And I want to ask you to do it on whatever platform you're listening. You know, this podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts. You can be uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, even Alexa will play Keith, Coffee with Keith with you uh, for you. So uh, do subscribe. And um, if you haven't uh, given it an honest five-star rating, if you enjoy the program, I would appreciate you taking a moment to do that. That certainly helps with the algorithm. And truthfully, it makes me feel good that you're getting something out of this program. Also, don't forget, we are asking people to join our Patreon page. It's just a way of supporting this work by a small $5 a month a gift to this uh, podcast, and it helps with the expenses, and I certainly appreciate it. Now, today is a Table Talks episode, and usually I have a wonderful guest join me on the program, but today I'm going to do something just a little bit different because I had one of my listeners reach out to me via an email and shared with me that they had sort of a calling on their life to to go into maybe some type of Christian counselor. They wanted to help people. Um, with a Christian perspective. And, and I get that. 
And I want to encourage that and appreciate that. And what they asked me to do was just do a podcast, if I would, to explain some of the options that are available to someone who wants to go in this direction. So let me just begin by saying that's what I'm going to try to do. However, if you're not that person, but yet you are dealing with trauma, specifically, especially around LGBTQIA plus identity issues, then I'm going to encourage you to listen to this podcast as well, because it may help you understand the differences between people who are trying to do care and counseling and therapy and coaching, and so that you can get an idea of maybe specifically what type of person you think best matches the need that you have. So uh, I hope you'll stick around for this program, but I am going to certainly give some information to the person who asked the question, who wants some guidance and direction about which way to go for a career standpoint. Now, this is not unusual because a lot of people who have suffered great trauma, such as sexual identity from the church in this case, um, often when they begin to heal some of that trauma, sort of go in two directions, most of the time, at least in the work that I have done. One is the people become very empathetic. They become so aware of others who are going through the same problems that they had, the same pains they experienced. And that because of that empathy that is developed within them, they want to somehow give to others and care for others. So that's one way that people often go. And there's another way when people heal their trauma and begin to get healing, they may become very strong, very boastful, not boastful, but very, um, very self-secure, very uh, strong in nature because they have come through a great abuse. They have survived that and they have come out better and stronger, not completely healed. Healing is a lifetime adventure. However, they are certainly much better than where they were. And because of that, they become people champions of change. So I see oftentimes people go either in the empathetic route where they want to help people, or they go in the campaign route where they want to change the world. And of course, we need both. So today I want to talk to those that maybe have an empathetic heart or those that really need to reach out and get someone to help them. So as I see it, there are many little different variations in the mental health care, trauma health care, Christian health care, Christian um, mindset health care. There's a lot of little nuances of variations between each of the options. But I'm going to just generally tell you about the five most significant broad stroke options for someone who wants to get into helping, encouraging other people. I'm going to tell you that I have personally done two of these. So I'm going to start, because they specifically ask from a Christian perspective, I'm going to start there, and then eventually I'm going to go into a more secular option, but a secular option that you can also incorporate your faith in. So the first option is the route of the MDiv, the Master of Divinity. Now, I will tell you that that is my master's degree. It's a lot. It's it's about a third longer than, say, a master's in counseling or a master's in theological study. Why? Because we have to co incorporate deep biblical studies, including Greek and Hebrew, but we also have to take pastoral counseling course, pastoral counseling courses, or at least crisis counseling courses, and we have to take spiritual development courses, and we have to take um, pastoral, you know, church leadership and pastoral role courses to help us understand how to lead people within a congregation. So I say all of that because when I went to 
school for my master's to seminary, my intention at that time was to be a pastor, which I did for many years. Now, having said that, it's important to get the master's divinity because that gives us their credentials in most churches. Now, there are some churches don't require any credentials, but a lot of mainline churches, a lot of, you know, Presbyterian, Methodist, Anglican, et cetera, do expect for their senior pastors, at least, to have a master's of divinity as a minimal education requirement. So I say all that to say, if you want to help people and you see yourself doing it from a pastoral role within a local church, then the MDiv is a good way to go because you're going to get the biblical foundation you need to pastor but you're also going to get a sprinkling of counseling, enough to help people in the instantaneous crisis that they may face, or maybe in spiritual development counseling. All that is crucial, and we we have great pastors out there that are doing this work. Um, it's usually done in the church office, and people come in an immediacy of need, and and the pastor is there. I will tell you that some schools do a better job of training their pastoral candidates and graduates to do this than others. So in that process, be selective. I will also tell you for me personally, I was not satisfied with just getting what I got in my master's of divinity. I purposely sought out more education and learning outside of that. And in addition to that, because I wanted to be uh, trained and educated as I possibly could to do this, what I think is very important work. So that's the first thing I would say. If you want to do it within the local church congregation, the MDiv is a great way to go. You will not be a licensed counselor. That's okay. You become a pastor and a pastor has every right to pastor and counsel people within his congregation in the church. Okay. That's you safe to do that there. Like again, you won't be a licensed counselor and you can't hang a shank shingle on a wall and say you are because you're not. The other option for someone who wants to go to a seminary is to get what is known as Christian counselor degree. And this is a little quicker. It's, it's a little less study, but it's, it's still a fantastic degree because you're going to get good biblical foundation courses, but you're going to get the specialization of counseling courses. And you come out with a master's degree, and what this allows you to do is to become a licensed counselor. And that's important. This person can operate in the church or outside of the church as a Christian counselor. So that's a good good way to go if you're really not sure if you want to be a part of a church staff. So that's kind of defining way about it. Now, if you have no desire ever to be a senior pastor, it is possible that you could go this route and get the degree in counseling, the master's degree in counseling from a Christian seminary, and then still work within the ch local church but, you know, the options are open for you there. So that's a good way. So the first is the MDiv. The second is the um, Masters of Counseling. Um, for you who are listening, who are trying to figure out who might be able to help you, again, the first one is going to be someone who is more specialized in Christian development, faith development, and bringing that into your life. The counselor is the one who has been trained in modalities of counseling, 
different therapeutic um, ideas, um, ideologies, and different methodologies to do actual counseling. All right, so that's two of the ways you can do it in seminary. There may be, and I'm going to tell you that I'm ignorant about this because there wasn't in the seminary I went and where I got my master's, but there could be possibly seminaries, accredited seminaries, who have a PhD program where you can get your um, degree as a psychologist. I don't know. You'll have to do some research on that because I'm really not sure if there are any seminaries that are doing that. Yes, they offer PhDs, but typically that's more in theology and biblical studies. Again, I'm not sure if there are PhD programs in most seminaries um, related to getting your psychology PhD. Uh, so you may have to go outside of the seminary or you may choose to go to a secular university, but you can get a PhD and become a psychologist. And that's certainly a great way to do it. And um, you can uh, work with people. And of course, uh, uh, typically a psychologist is going to have a better pay. So if that's of interest to you, that's something to consider as well. All right. So those are three ways that you can do it there. Now, there's another way that you can do it if you're a person who really loves the nuances of the human body and the, the mind and to get really into the health aspect, and that's the psychiatrist. And for that, you must go to medical school and then you must specialize in um, to become a psychiatrist. And that is a medical doctor who specializes in um mind and emotional conditions. So those are four right there that do require education, different types of education, different degrees of education, different levels, but all of them within some limitations can be counselors. I will also just add that some people ask me, am I a pastoral counselor or what am I? I like I said, was a pastoral counselor. I did pastoral counseling as a pastor. Now, I am still fully ordained, and I have all the credentials in the world to still consider myself a pastoral counselor. I am an ordained priest, and I have the credentials to act as such. But I chose the fifth way to advertise my services and to reach out to people in my life today since I left technically a local church um, as, a, as a pastor, a head pastor. Um, so what I decided to do is to concentrate on the teaching, which I was trained to do, which is a great love of mine, but also I decided to call myself a coach. Now, I will tell you that in most states, there's no real licensing, there's no real certification, there's no even really minimal requirements to be a life coach. Um, and in many cases, that's perfectly fine. There are people who don't have any training except for life experience in a particular area, and they're helping people. And that's perfectly okay. Maybe you need help with your toddlers and somebody has raised five kids. Maybe they have a good insight in what it means to raise toddlers, or maybe it's a, a single mom and she's raised her child and, and had a career. And maybe she can make a great coach on how to do both of those things. So there's great potential and opportunity to be a coach to help people. Now, I have to be careful here, and I want to tiptoe a little bit, because I do think that there are people who have gone through trauma that have come through a great degree of healing who can take what they have learned and experienced and pour that into others. I, I, I believe that, and I think there's a place for that. And that is often done with the umbrella of coaching. 
having said that, let me let me just add this little parenthetical statement, if I may. And I want to be gentle here because I know people who are coaching and people make wonderful coaches. But let me just say that when we are dealing with areas of trauma, areas of things that have affected people seriously, then I think we need to be a little careful when we are doing this work. I think that our, our, our drive must be to help and never harm. And what I'm trying to get at here is very as gently as I can, uh, because I don't want to offend anybody, and I'm certainly not trying to. Uh, what I would say is we just need to be careful because when we're dealing people that are in great trauma or are facing trauma or have gone through abuse and, and resulted in trauma, there may be a lot of things going on. And we have to be careful and know enough that we can recognize certain things that are happening. There are certain signs that we might need to see so that we can then refer to someone like a psychiatrist for medical treatment or a therapist if we think that it is more of an issue that needs to be done with a licensed therapist. And a coach, I think, needs to be aware of some of these signs so that they can do what's best for a person and their client. I have worked hand in hand with both therapists and psychiatrists because I believe it can be a partnership. And what I do is I bring, in most cases, a faith background and a biblical foundation background to the partnership. So all that to say is coaching doesn't have a lot of regulation. And if you just want to help people, you can certainly do it through coaching without going to any school. But I, again, encourage you to do some um, learning, some education, because I think it will help you be a better coach. And I think it will help you understand some of the things that are going in on people's lives. I can also say one of the things that makes a good coach is experience. And you get that by living things yourself. And then also the more you help other people, then you are become stronger as a coach in that profession. One more thing that I want to carefully say here, there is something that a lot of people who are dealing with people in trauma or going through crises, there may be a need for diagnosis. Now, a coach, a pastoral counselor, and some licensed therapist cannot um, determine medical issues or they cannot diagnose. That's the word I was looking for. They are not allowed to diagnose mental issues, right? They can't make a diagnosis of schizophrenia or bipolar or any, they cannot do that. That takes specialized licenses to be able to make a diagnosis. So, you know, there's a lot of technicalities out there. And I just want to say that you can help people no matter what. Um, if this is something that's of interest to you, or if you're seeking help, then maybe this has helped you understand what people are doing. Because there is a time, I think, that a good therapist is important because they're going to have techniques that are going to help you. Now, that usually is a longer process, um, and there there is lengthy work, ongoing work that is done. Coaching process is often very short, 
it's quite powerful if done correctly, but it often incorporates a person's own experience. So there's a sharing back and forth a little more than takes place in therapy usually. So that's one of the things you might want to know if you're looking for help. If you want to hear about somebody else's experience or you want to be encouraged by what they went through and how they did it, then often that is found in coaching because a therapist is not often at liberty to share themselves to that degree. They have to basically work with you and hear your story and go through methodology to help you solve those issues. I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking. I hope that this is making sense to you because it can be confusing. But I will tell you, if you have questions, if you want to get my advice about any of this, I'm here for you. I'll be glad to help you. The best way to do that, and quite honestly, to ask me questions, is to reach out in an Instagram message. Just go join me on Instagram, the, T-H-E-J, like the initial, Keith Brown, the J Keith Brown, and there'll be a link in the show notes. You can just join me on Instagram if you haven't. Send me an instant message. I will look at those. I will try to answer as soon as I can. They do come directly to me. You can also find my email. If you go to jkeithbrown.com, you can email me. I'll be glad to look at that as well. All I'm saying is if you need help, you need some advice, you need some you know, encouragement to, to seek out what you are needing, then just reach out to me and, and I will help you any way I can. Okay. Um, and let me say, if you could use my help as a client, if you are struggling with any of the things I work with, check out the site. If there's any program that I can do with you, I am here to serve you. And that's my heart. And I truly want to make that happen. Before I let you go today, I just want to simply mention, I have some exciting things coming up. I've got a course in the Queer Christian University that's coming out the 1st of October, 2023. It is a course that's going to help direct people self-paced through a healing process and a constructing of faith process. I've put many hours into this course. It is several videos long. It comes with a workbook. It's got a lot to it and it's extremely affordable. I think that could be of help for some people if you are listening and you need some help. And also throughout the year, I do these group coaching programs and I've got one coming up January of 2023 with just 10 champions. And if you'd like to be one of those 10 people, I'm accepting applications now up until the 10 spots are filled and only 10. I'm not going over 10. So you're going to be one of 10 people that are going to work with me for three solid months. And we're going to pour into each other for that time. So if any of that is of interest to you, please go check out the website, jkeithbrown.com. Look at everything there. And of course, there's some freebies there you can get too. All right. Well, that's enough for this episode. I hope that it helped you. Um, hope for the person who requested this of uh, was of help for you. But again, if you have more questions, reach out to me. All right. So for now, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye, my friend. <laughs>